Well, it seems like you like to hear some of my own stories, so here is another one for you. This subreddit was recommended to me to come on over and tell you this. The year would have been either 1989 or 1990, and I would have been a young teenager. My mom always made a Sunday dinner without fail. It was the one meal that we could always rely on. Meat, roasties, veg, and plenty of it. We loved our Sunday meal. The rest of the week, it was sugar or tomato ketchup buddies. So, this Sunday was no different, except we needed some potatoes to make the roast potatoes with. And my mom said she would walk down to the shop, which was no more than a ten-minute walk away. Yep, back then, people walked. (laughs) She left at 11 a.m., as we always had lunch at 1 p.m. or close to that time. It was our thing. We expected her to return no later than 11.30. So, anyway, time ticked on. 11.30 came and went, and then midday. At about this time, we were getting concerned and, well, a little impatient. We were all hungry and looking forward to our roast potatoes, so where on earth was my mother with the damn food? But when 12.30 came and went... Our bellies stopped rumbling, and we started to get really anxious as to where she was. So I started to pace outside the house, looking down the road to see if she was coming, but she was nowhere in sight. Then, I saw the number six bus. It stopped outside the shop and was just two stops away. I wondered if she had waited to get on it, and so watched as it neared, knowing if she was going to get off... She would be stood at the front of it. Well, something was on the bus. It was a figure all dressed in black from head to toe, and it was waving at me furiously. I don't know why, but I got the impression it was my mom, even though she was not wearing anything like that. So I kept looking at the person, thing, and the bus passed right by me, and the person was locking eyes with me, still waving like a lunatic. The bus stop was about a hundred meters further away and just around the bend on our road, so I decided to leg it about 40 meters or so so that I could see this thing get off the bus. But the bus never stopped. It carried on, and there was just one more stop it could go to, the terminus where it turns around and does the route again. Luckily, the bus had to go around in, like, a square shape, and then back on itself to the terminus, and I decided to race it there. Back then, I was a pretty good athlete, and it took me about 50 seconds to get an eyesight of it. I made it to the terminus as the bus pulled in, but nobody got off the bus. I asked the driver where the woman who was dressed in all black was, and he said there was never a woman on the bus like that. I told him she was waving like a lunatic a couple of minutes ago, and he laughed and said that I was dreaming, and that nobody had been on the bus since Leighton, about six stops back. Confused and scared, I walked back home and told my dad and sister. They didn't know what to make of it either, but one thing was certain. Mom was nowhere to be seen. We went to look for her, and she had vanished. 
just vanished. I don't know why, but we never called the police. I think we just never thought about doing it. Nowadays, you would, but back then, it just didn't happen. So, it got to be 8pm, and the key slid in the door, and in walked my mom with the potatoes. Uh, Woohoo, we can now have our dinner. (laughs) Only joking. We all went ballistic. Where have you been, etc., etc.? She looked dazed and confused, and said that she had only been gone no more than 30 minutes. She didn't or couldn't understand any of it. The only thing she did recall was entering the shop and remembering it being light outside. And when she left the shop, she recalled it being dark and thought that it was a little strange. But she had no idea that she had been missing for nine hours. My mom, before this event, had a job working in a mushroom picking place and she had flunked school and didn't have any qualifications and never any real drive to better herself. But after this, in fact the same year, she started to attend night school to get her GCSEs. She got six of them all, in the highest grade, A. She then attended night school again and took on the four A levels, and got four straight A's. She then went on to university and completed two full honor degrees, and the same time in criminology and law getting 2.1s in each. She then took on other courses such as hypnotherapy, reiki, animal therapy, and became fully qualified to teach in those. She got a job in the civil service and got promoted almost every single year until she was very high up. She basically had a thirst for knowledge, something that she had never had before this event. Something else just occurred to me. My mother had been married to her childhood sweetheart called Dave but they broke up. They got divorced, and my mom found love with my dad. Right after this event, my mom started to hang out again with Dave, and to cut a long story short, both my father and Dave were her lovers afterwards. It's like she went right back to Dave, and they ended up remarrying again, even though she was still seeing my dad 50% of the time. In fact, they have three grave plots all next to one another, Mom is now buried in the center one, and Dave passed away about ten years ago. Another thing is, in the past year, my mother begged me on several occasions to do a show on my old YouTube livestream about extra dimensions and parallel worlds. I said I would, but never got around to it, as I was losing interest in my show's topic, and it really wouldn't have suited that format. So, I gave my channel to someone else and started a new podcast on the paranormal. But just two weeks after starting it, and before we got a chance to talk about it or bring a guest on about these topics, Mom passed away. But she was really adamant that I look into those. Maybe the woman who returned wasn't my mom from this dimension. So, was this connected? Did something happen to her that made her behave like this afterwards? Where did she go for those nine hours? And who was the black figure I saw waving at me on the bus? I'm going to be up front. This is a fairly mundane glitch, but 
but I believe it to be a legitimate glitch nonetheless. And most importantly, I'm not the only one who experienced it. So, for a bit of background, I travel to a lot of very remote places for work. I do backcountry trail maintenance, prescribed burns, environmental stewardship stuff, seasonally, for various states and federal agencies. And so, as logic follows, working in remote places of scenic beauty requires me to live in remote areas. This most recent position of mine is at Roaring River State Park in southwest Missouri, near a small to mid-sized town called Cassville. Now, I've been working at this park for almost three months now, and whenever I make the trip to town, I pass by a golf gas station. I've filled up there quite a few times, and this gas station is the location of a few oddities that brought me here. Now, I seem to have a slow leak in one of my car's tires that started to manifest about two months ago as it started to finally get cold down here. This leak requires me to pump up the tire every two weeks or so, so naturally, when I first noticed this, I went to town and checked the local gas station for an air pump, and the first place I checked was this Gulf gas station. I did multiple laps around the building, looking to see anything, and checked the perimeter, and there was no air hose. This was annoying, but I moved on and checked around other places until I eventually found one at a different station. Now, I don't know why, but I checked that station at least two, maybe three more times on separate dates, thinking maybe I just missed the hose, and I would see it again and never saw anything until the other day. I was sitting in my car at the Sonic across the street from the gas station, grabbing a bite to eat, and just kind of people watching, when I saw an incredibly rotund man in a little S10 pickup get out and start airing up his tires. It took me a moment, but then all of a sudden, I realized that somehow that man was using an air hose I hadn't seen there before. This thing was plain as day and there was no way that I missed it three separate times. I then proceeded to see it used by several other patrons in short order, and went over to investigate myself to find that the thing was definitely a long-standing fixture of that gas station, based on the weathering of the hose and the unit. Now, this is where things begin to get a little stranger. At my job... I have a fellow seasonal coworker who also had low tire pressure around the same time that I did, and we commented that we had both gone to town, and the only air pump was a pay pump at Walmart. He had checked the other filling stations in town, and had also not found anything, and naturally, we complained about it together. Well, after I had seen this new old air pump, he investigated and was equally surprised and confused by the whole thing, and then reported back an even stranger occurrence. He said that he went inside to grab something, and the whole inside was completely unrecognizably different than it had been in the trips prior. However, this I haven't been able to personally verify since I haven't been inside the place since he reported this. I've had other strange little things happening here 
making me wonder if this town isn't some sort of Gravity Falls light. Every once in a while, I'll stop on a trail that I've literally spent three months working on, a look around, and a section will be utterly unrecognizable, almost like I'm on a new part of the trail until I walk a little more and come back to a familiar scene. And just last weekend, I went to Taco Bell at 9am for some breakfast, only for that to get all topsy-turvy. I've had breakfast at this Taco Bell before, I know this for a fact. The sign on the outside says, breakfast on it, and it was open at 9am. I pull up to the window, and was informed by the girl that they haven't served breakfast at that location since last March, which is weird, because I definitely had a breakfast crunch wrap from there within the past two months. None of these things are exactly world-shattering glitches in the Matrix, but the fact that so many of them have happened in so little time, and most importantly, happened to both myself and my coworker, it makes me feel like something glitchy is going on in this neck of the woods. Update. I went into the gas station for the first time, and it could very well be a false memory, but the interior is red with red neon, and I thought I remembered it being blue with red neon. Weird, but I can't say that change is real with as much confidence as the air pump. This is something eerie that I experienced as a teen. I am new here. First, a disclaimer to the mods. I'm extremely new to redditing, so please forgive me and my lack of adherence to your rules for verification. If you message me, I can provide you anything you need. Please do give me a brief window of grace while I learn the ways of the redditor. (laughs) Anyways, on to the story. I grew up with both of my parents and brother in a small rancher house within a suburb off of the highway. Things were always quiet, and crime rarely ever happened. We were the only kids on our street, and were surrounded by other houses with old couples. Due to this fact, I was comfortably left at home alone quite often, whenever the others wanted to go somewhere late. The story occurred once my brother was old enough to drive and hang out with his friends on his own. One fateful night, and my brother was out very late, and my parents went out on a date, planning to come back around 11pm. I was playing Halo 3 all night, and that dates my story if that helps. My 16-year-old self lived for these nights alone, gaming non-stop without interruption until my parents came home. It is worth noting that I had two large dogs at the time, and the living room had three huge windows which opened towards the street. I could see about half of the driveway from the couch where I was gaming. At around 10.30pm, I hear what sounds like a car door. I'm thinking that it must be a neighbor, since I didn't see a car pull into the driveway, but the dogs said otherwise. The dogs were freaking out as if my parents pulled in. I, not thinking anything of it, stayed where I was and yelled at them to stop. Our dogs are well trained, and waited patiently by the door. I see what looks like a silhouette or two pass by the windows, so I go to shut off the Xbox. Now I'm thinking that my parents came home a little bit early, 
no big deal. I put my controller away, and I hear the doorknob jiggle. It's unlocked, I yell, as I go to the kitchen to get myself a glass of milk. Again, no biggie. I hear the doorknob jiggle once more, and the dogs go back to barking. Weird, I could have sworn it was unlocked. Hold on, I'm coming, I yell. I take a second to get my glass of milk prepared. Look, I was a teenager. I had selfish and dumb priorities. Looking back, I'm kind of glad that I did. That extra minute may have spared me. I go to the front door, and I see that it actually was locked. Huh. Weird. I unlock it and walk away. It's unlocked now, I say, and go back to the kitchen. The dogs basically have their noses against the door, trying to get to my parents. After about another minute, I'm genuinely confused. I go back and open the door no one's there. I peek my head out and look down the sidewalk. I look to the other side of the yard. There's no car and no person. The road is clear. Who the heck jiggled the doorknob? Where's the car door that I heard? And now I'm freaked out. I call mom's cell and told her what happened. She said, we're on our way home. Call Mr. Jimmy, the next door neighbor who owns a 12 gauge, and we'll be there soon. So, I lock the house down as much as possible while calling Mr. Jimmy. He said he would be right over. I'm looking outside, making an effort to look opposite of wherever he patrols in case the perp, CSI lingo, (laughs) ran from him. There's absolutely no sign of anyone. Mr. Jimmy then comes inside and waits with me, saying that he didn't see or hear anything. Nothing like this has ever happened since. Neighbors never reported any break-ins or suspicious characters, as far as I know. My mother is 100 convinced that it was just late and I was delirious. Wouldn't be the first time that I sleepwalked or sleep-talked, but I've learned to know the difference. I believe that I was fully conscious. Like I said, I've lived a fairly normal and uneventful life. No crime or risk of life to speak of except for this one thing, so I thought I would share. I hope you get a kick out of my mildly creepy experience. (laughs) I haven't thought about this in years, and I've kept it to myself because I didn't want anyone else to think I was crazy. But maybe people in this sub will take this seriously. Several years ago, while I was still in college, I had a bizarre event happen. I went to school at a small college in the mountains. A few friends and I were going to go into the nearby city for the weekend to meet up and stay with friends and go to a concert there in town. I was driving, and two friends were supposed to ride with me. My friends had gone off somewhere, and I was getting pissed because they were making us late. The group of friends finally got back, and one of my two friends, let's call them Mike and Josh, wasn't with the group. I asked Mike where Josh was, and Mike said, I thought he was already with you. We looked around campus, and we couldn't find him, and of course he wasn't answering his phone or texts, 
So I finally said we had to leave because it took almost two hours to get to the show, and we were already running late. If you're familiar with mountain roads, you know how they can be curvy and sometimes dangerous. I decided to take a shortcut to get over the mountain because it would take us a different and hopefully quicker way into the city. The road was worse, though, without guardrails in a lot of places, so as we're over the mountain and coming back down, a deer ran out in front of my car. I had two choices, hit the deer or run off the road down a steep bank. Either option seriously sucked, but I decided hitting the deer was better than possibly rolling my car down a bank. I swerved, trying to miss the deer, but also didn't have hardly any room on the road, so I was sure that I would hit it. By some miracle, we hit nothing, and we didn't fall off the bank. At that moment, from the back seat, I hear Josh say, Holy crap, dude! I was shocked, and kind of jokingly said something like, Have you been asleep or something? But I have no memory of him getting in my car and was seriously freaked out. Later that night, I asked Mike when we got Josh because the last thing I remembered was saying we'd have to leave to make it to the show on time. Mike said he'd been in the car since we picked him up at the store on the way out of town. I stopped to get gas, but I have no memory of him meeting us there or getting in the car. It has stuck with me for a long time. I don't know if this was a glitch per se, or if I was just so zoned out and focused on getting to the show on time that I totally didn't notice our friend meeting us at the gas station. It seems unlikely that I wouldn't notice another person in my car for up to 20 minutes, but who knows? It's one of the weirdest things that has ever happened to me. I'm not exactly sure what happened yesterday, but what I do know is that I most definitely was not where I had been. So I was out for a nice walk, five miles, and I saw this sign advertising an estate sale. Kind of funny that I had missed it on the way out, seeing as it was also advertising for the day before. No matter, it was pointing down the side road and was listed as being on a street that I had never heard of, but my memory for these things was never good. I figured that I would have at least an hour and a half left if I drove by after my walk. Who knows how far it was, I wasn't going to try to find it on foot. Fortunately, the planners were good about putting up signs and arrows. It was a straight shot into the newest and fanciest part of town, and then a right turn. Simple. The sale itself was a bust. Sure, things had been picked over, but the prices were insane and even at half off. I drove back to the turn only to find a giant sign that said, Dead End in my direction. Odd, I must have forgotten that I had gone through a small intersection. No matter, I continued to the next and made my turn. That's when things got strange. I was no longer in the nice, upscale neighborhood. I was not in a neighborhood at all. 
There were lots of trees and a few run-down buildings. No people out. Occasionally what looked like a graveyard, but for trailer homes, skeletons of them, and no signs of life. You might ask, why I didn't turn around? Well, the road was narrow, and so was the side. A drop-off made me feel like not risking it. After a while, there were just empty fields with a creepy feeling to them. I see a fork in the road and a sign that told me the name of the road I was on. Strangely enough, it was the name of a fairly new and upscale trailer park around the other side of town. Well, I thought that maybe I had just gotten turned around and on one of the back roads that snake all the way around the other side of town. Since I hadn't found a good place to turn around, I would just loop around and get back past that park. Then I saw it. Local trailer park, big sign and everything. Only, it was an empty glade, surrounded by trees. Not the park that I knew of. The name was the same, though, and no signs of houses, construction, town, just two kids staring at me. I used the area in front of the park to immediately turn around, and I got the hell out of there as fast as I could. Eventually, I found myself back at the place where the neighborhood once again suddenly became the modern, fancy suburb. I turned at the sign for the estate sale, and found myself on the familiar road to my side of town. I still don't know where I was. I drove to an estate sale, and I ended up in the Twilight Zone. So a couple of years ago, I was out having a beer with a couple of my friends on my terrace. It was a cloudy, drizzly day, and we were all talking about our childhood days. It was a good day. I got up to go to the table with the icebox to get another beer, when suddenly, everything blacked out. Next thing I saw, I was suddenly at a train station, which looked to be from the 1800s. I don't even know if trains existed then, but based on the architecture of the station and people's clothing, it felt around that time period. I was standing under a giant clock, trying to make of what this place was and what had just happened. Suddenly, when I realized I had a ticket in my hand, which said, First Class Reservation from Brussels to Mechelen. At this point... I would like to clarify that I'm from India, and back then, I still hadn't traveled to Europe, so at that moment, I was very confused as to where I was and why I had that ticket in my hand. I felt a sense of urgency as the train was ready to leave, and the clock under which I was standing had struck 2.15pm, and the departure time had already passed but this train was still at the platform, blowing its old steam horn. The engine looked brand new, but it was a steam engine, like the olden days. I was completely baffled by what was happening, and at this point, I saw a man staring directly at me. He was wearing that penguin suit and wore a tall hat and had a huge mustache. His look was more of one wherein I felt like he knew something, 
Something like I wasn't supposed to be there. Just at that moment, everything snapped back, and I remember lying down on my terrace while both my friends stood over me terrified. I was back at my terrace. I asked them what had happened, and they told me what they saw. They said while I was walking towards to the table with the icebox, I froze stiff and fell on the ground as if I was a statue. I was out for hardly two to three seconds. They saw me falling and came running, calling out my name, and I just came back to my senses. The feeling was very weird, because they said I was out for no more than two to three seconds, but what I remembered from my experience at the station, I was there for at least ten to fifteen minutes, closely watching everything and everyone around me. To this day, I believe I somehow slipped into another reality, and that man who looked at me, the face of whom I still remember very clearly, I'll never forget it, that man somehow realized my slippage into another time period, and then somehow sent me back. Let me know what you think about this. I would love to know your thoughts. So that was your weekly collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories. I hope you all enjoyed it, and if you did, please do consider hitting that thumbs up button. You can also hit that subscribe button, bell icon next to it. You can follow me on all my social media platforms, and if you really want to support the channel further and allow me to keep doing this, please join in on the channel memberships or support over Patreon. All patrons and channel members get early access to all of my content. Everything I just said is optional, but just know it is greatly appreciated. Moving forward into the word of the week, there was one person who left a comment for my word, and that person was, of course, Annie Red DJ. She said, well-chosen stories, narrated wonderfully as always. Your talent as a narrator is no secret to your listeners. Thank you. Secret was the word there, by the way. This week's word will be resolve, to make a firm decision about or to decide or express by formal vote. Good luck mixing that in with Glitch in the Matrix stories. Oh, that's it, friends. I hope you have a beautiful day. Um, and I hope I'm going to see you on the next video, which will be Wednesday. Because as of this video, I am in my new schedule. There will now be videos on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. No more Tuesday or Thursday creepypastas. I'm sorry, but those scary fiction stories will continue to fulfill your creepypasta cravings on Saturday evenings. 5.30 p.m. Central. Mondays and Wednesdays will be true stories. Fridays will be true stories with a theme. Kind of like how Joel does it. I'm sorry, Joel. Anyways, as I said, I'll see you in the next video. But until then, sleep well.